Oh, fuck, man. Now I gotta listen to Living Large and Hard. Hello there. Hi, boys and girls and everything in between. Welcome to Living Large and Hard. How are you, friends? And I call you friends because I don't really have any. So it's on, it's on the uh, shoulders of both of my listeners, yeah, both of you, to pretend you're my friends. I know that's a lot of pressure. Actually, I think you're up to it. I really do. I think you can handle that pressure of being my friend. Because basically all you got to do is listen to Living Large and Hard. Let's get this thing growling. Growling? Man, that's excellent. What are we? 43 seconds into it and I fucked up. But I haven't done this in a while. It's been, I don't know, months, month and a half, something like that. I have um, done a few, three, I believe, podcasts, episodes. Let's call them episodes. Makes it sound more um, official. Like this is some high-end production. It's an episode. I've done about 150 of these fucking things. Why, you ask? (laughs) I ask myself the same fucking question. Okay, so I've done um, about my problems on my European trips. Done episodes. This will be dedicated to just the last one, to Italy. I went to Italy twice. I went for a week and a half and came back for a week and a half and then went for a week and a half. And I'll tell you what, uh, things go wrong on every trip. That's just the way it is. That's just how things happen. I'm used to that. But this was a special case this trip. Let me tell you. Okay. Let me tell you, because I'm going to tell you. Um, yeah. It started the day before I left. And the trip was through what they used to call a bucket shop. So it was a combo platter ticket, three different airlines. Um, which I will never, I will never do that again. I've already bought one, another one. Um, I had trouble with a different one, going to Ecuador. This fucking, I didn't even go. It was non-refundable. One of the flights changed to 1.01 a.m., which uh, that in itself I could probably handle. There was a layover that was 18 hours that was changed to 30 one hours and I said fuck it not worth it so I ate that ticket but that's okay I've saved so much on all these other flights because of uh, COVID that it didn't really matter that I ate that one let's get back to the matter at hand so things go wrong like I said, I've done three other podcasts. I did an hour just on the first three episode, uh, episodes. Yeah, okay. It's episodic, what I'm doing with all these trips. So the first episode of my episode, uh, my episodic episodes of living was an hour long. So that was a lot, you know. And then there was one I fucked stuff up. And I don't remember what the other one was. Um, but this one, like I said, special case. So anyway... Let's reel her back in there, uh, Mike or Max, whoever I am right now. Usually I don't know. That's up to you. Either one of you listening, call me what you will. So, I bought it from a bucket shop. So, it's British Airways, Iberian, Iberia, excuse me, Airlines, and American Airlines, ticketed as run as this and that this and that back and forth these things come up a lot these partner airlines like coming back let's go right to coming back on this last trip it was british airways operated by iberia airlines the entire crew was british airways the ship the ship (laughs) hey it's an airship the plane was british airways everything about it was british airways for some reason it was Uh, ticketed as Iberia. So let's get back to the beginning of this fuck up, this shit show of travel. 
which is why it's called Shit Trip. So the day before British Airways goes, oh, you can check in in six hours, 27 seconds. Counts down, counts down, go back. All right, time to check in. So I go to check in, put in my confirmation code. You are ticketed with American Airlines. We will send you there. With your permission, we will transfer your information. Of course, go to American Airlines. You know, a couple of clicks, I'm on their website. Fill in that confirmation code. Fill in a few other things. Nope, you are with Iberia Airlines. With your permission, yep, sure, of course. Off to Iberia. Get to Iberia and fill in my uh, this and that. And they go, you are ticketed with American Airlines. We're going to send you there. I don't think they even asked permission. That's how snotty they were. Back to American Airlines. Okay. You know, me being me, I tried British Airways again. Going right to their website. and The whole thing started over again. I went, this is stupid. So the initial flight was an AA flight, which um, I should have been flying AA most of my life because I was a drunk. But this would be American Airlines. So I got on a chat with American Airlines. 45-minute wait. Doesn't really matter. I just sit here in Command Central with my 227-inch curved monitors and uh, diddled around with this and that. And the other thing, uh, by diddled around, that does not mean I was watching porn with my diddle and myself. So I just killed the time, got on there. And then I go, oh, my God. And then, you know, I'm dealing with a person who's just sitting in front of a screen in another country. And uh, give them what I want. Here's my code. Where do I check in? With you or Iberia? I can't change your flight. You have to go to the person you bought it from. I don't want you to change my flight. That's why I said I want to know where I check in. Can you wait, please? Yes. You will check in at the kiosk or the desk with American Airlines for sure. Yes, I assure you. Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. So I ended the chat. Thanks very much. Didn't believe a word of it. I looked at O'Hare here in Chicago. So I am in Chicago, Illinois, here at the Chai Box at the gateway to Irving Park, where if you need chicken, any kind of cooked chicken, daycare or liquor, man, it's all right uh, within a quick walk from here, I'll tell you what. I, don't even, I can't even smell chicken anymore. That's how much I smell chicken since I moved here in August. Smelled so much cooked chicken, I can't smell cooked chicken anymore. So I look up at O'Hare and see where the American Airlines is and then where the Iberia airlines where their desks are in case I got to change because there's what one two three there is no terminal four there's one two three and five maybe there is a four I just can't see it and nobody can go there so if I had to change terminals I had to get there even earlier but they're in the same terminal because they're partner airlines because it's American operated by Iberia and so on and so forth so I go there and I Go to um, go to the kiosk. Says I need help. So nobody is paying any attention to anyone at the kiosks from American Airlines. So I go closer to where people who are American employee, American Airlines employees, are. Uh, there's two of them, so I can you know got a better chance of someone giving a fuck. So I go and, and uh, do the kiosk thing, and then actually wave them over and usually what they do is they look at your your covid your negative covid test and your vaccination record and then they swipe their little lanyard thing and then you're on your way with a boarding pass oh she goes you got to go to the desk oh i said okay i'll go to the desk oh and i go to the desk after i wait and wait for people to get out of the way. And I go there, and the guy goes, okay, this, that, and the other thing, and uh, over, and can you have this? Oh, you got it already? How fine? Oh, actually, you're going to have to go to Iberia. 
This is why I didn't believe the person in chat. Let's wind this back even more. I just glanced at my notes. Uh, usually I don't have many notes, if any. But this is so fucking complicated. I, I missed the first part. So I was triple checking, which I will do. I will triple check every goddamn thing. I was triple checking my uh, itinerary, and I noticed that one of the flights had been canceled. I'm sorry, we can't help you. Uh, canceled? Nobody told me it was canceled. So then I went and I uh, checked. What was it? It was a... Fuck. It was the second leg of something or other, because there was a 45-minute layover, which... Yeah, that's pushing it. And... The flight wasn't canceled. I was canceled because they assumed I couldn't make it in 45 minutes. Which maybe I could. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. That, that is pushing it. I had a 42-minute one one time. Going from Estonia, I had three flights in the morning. Boy, was that fun. That's on, I, uh, that would be on the first one called Travel Travails. Yeah, so I had a 42-minute layover leave Estonia where everybody's very angry who's working at the airline slamming things which is fun you'd think on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. in Tallinn Estonia that I would be the only one in the airport no it was busy <laughs> oh was it busy and man were those security people angry but like I said it was fun to watch so anyway I get up to the passport control in Sweden there. Second leg of the flight or some. I had three flights in the morning. It was the second one, I guess. I don't really remember. And I was told I couldn't get through. And then that just made it even more fun. And then I did get through and all this. But so anyway, uh, little, little uh, layovers like that. They're pushing it. And they decided it was pushing it too much, I guess. Because like I said, no one told me. And they canceled me. So there was no alternative offered. And actually nothing was said. So if I just would have not triple checked. Uh, boy, that wouldn't have been fun. I would have found out the day of. When I went to get my boarding pass. Which is what we're trying to get to right now, right? Yeah, we're in that part of the story. So anyway, I went from a 45 minute to an 8 hour layover. There was a flight before the one that made it eight hours, I'm calling the bucket shop. I have to get them to do it. And I said, look, here's IB3232 flight at noon. Can I get that one? No. You have to go at whatever, whatever made it eight hours. Okay. So it goes from a 45-minute layover, which it turns out I could have made. Um, to an eight hour, which is the longest layover I've had. I know other people have had longer, but I haven't. I don't like it. It's fucking bullshit. So where are we? Oh, so I end up going to Iberia, which is just down Terminal 3. They go, Iberia's in Terminal 4. I went, nah, you can't fool me. There is no Terminal 4. So I went down uh, Terminal 3, down to the end, all the way to the end, and check in with Iberia. So there's that. So we've been, I've been sent in a circle online to check in. I am told, you know, with great vigor that I will absolutely check in with American. Turns out that's not right. I have to go to Iberia. After I've been canceled, it is cancel culture. Boy, the shit that I say, I'm surprised that hasn't actually happened. Oh, nobody listens, so maybe that's why. Um, all right, so I'm finally on my way. So I look at my boarding passes. It says there's two terminals in Madrid. Well, there's more than that, but the two that are germane to this situation are the uh, Terminal 4 and 4S, which is the satellite. On my boarding pass, it says in little tiny letters 4S. 
class. But in JHK, it says in big print, which is terminal four. So we got a problem. So I land in 4S. Um, and I'm pretty sure I got to go to four because it says JHK. And luckily, I've got eight fucking hours to figure it out. So I go through passport control and I go over to four, which means I also have to go through security. It's a whole, you have to get on one of those people mover subway train things. And I uh, go, go there and look at the board. You know, the big departures board and nowhere on there does it say Rome. So, um, I look around Iberia. Where's someone from Iberia so I can straighten this shit out? And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Nothing, nothing. That's closed. That's a lounge. They can't help me there because those people don't actually work in ticketing for Iberia. Oh, Iberia, this way. Walk, 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 walk. Fewer and fewer people. Nobody, nobody, nobody. It's a kiosk. That's it, it, closed. And then there's two scan your pass things. One of those is busted. Put my boarding pass in. It says you're in M28. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, so JHK. Mm, let me go back. Let me go back to S. So I go back to S where I have come through uh, earlier through passport control. And hey, same guy. How you doing, buddy? No, you don't say that to passport control. Especially in Europe, they're very business-like. They let you know they're bored and not enjoying themselves. And uh, horsing around probably wouldn't work to your advantage. So the guy says... Uh, you again, basically, is what he says. And I said, yeah, me again. Why, he says. Well, on my boarding pass, it says S, but on the Iberia app, the very helpful, man, Iberia's got a fucked up app and a fucked up website. It said I'm going to go through four, which is why I went over there. I forgot to mention that shit. Jeez, this is so confusing. See? Look how confused you are. So he goes, let me see your boarding pass. And so I get my boarding pass. Oh, he goes, no. I go, see, it says S. He goes, no, no, JHK, that's four. That's not here. That's where you have to go. Okay. So I go through. Guess where I go? Back to four, which means I have to go through passport control again. And security again. So it was three times through security. Three times through passport control. In one airport. <laughs> Can you imagine how, how just I was walking on air? I, I just couldn't have felt peppier. So I get over there and I go to the lounge. Use my priority pass. Get in the lounge. And just decide to kill. Well, at that point there was six hours left six and a half and wait till it comes up on the goddamn board rather than bouncing back and forth because in the lounge i can get free coffee free food and that kind of shit so then it comes up yep gate m28 so i go m28 would be in s where am i that's right I'm in four, not four S for satellite. Checking my notes. Um, oh, so then I go back to S again. And I go here and I go there. If you've ever been to an airport, I'm assuming most of you have. 
of the two of you, probably both of you, I know who you are. Airports are never less than confusing, usually very confusing. So I go back to S and I go and I have to go up escalator and up an escalator and over and up an escalator and over here and over there. And I see S and guess what's there? Security. Again. What I don't see is a fucking way to get to M, even though just at the bottom of the stairs I was just at, it said MS. Oh, that's right. You hear the chair squeak? That's me leaning back because just remembering it's kind of slamming me back in my seat. So I stand there and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, this is me thinking. I'm not going the fuck through security again. It says S, not S and M. Oh, if it said that, I would be through security and asking for a strip search. Demanding. And then putting up a struggle. You know, S&M, get it. So anyway, um, I'm a bit crestfallen at this point. And I just happen to turn. And out of the corner of my eye, I see an M. Where's that M? It's on the side of that stair. As I'm looking forward, off to our right, perpendicular on that wall to where we're looking, is an M. Up this way. This way. But don't tell anybody. Because then they'll actually know where the fuck they're going. Okay, sign. I'm with you. So, I follow the M. And up I go. And on I go. And on and on. What I don't do is go through passport control or security. Can you imagine such a thing? I actually went minutes without going through security or passport control. So, then I go and I find M in all its glory. And then where's M28? Oh, it's here. Somewhere. No, farther. No, no, farther. No, no, it's, no, farther. Warmer, barely warmer, barely at all warmer, slightly warmer. Just a tad warmer. Yeah, way the fuck down, man. And I was the only one there. <laughs> That's always encouraging. When you've been through all that bullshit for now, uh, like a day and a half, to get where you think you're supposed to be, and then there's absolutely no, there's no ratification that your movements have been for uh, anything other than just wasting more time. Because I look at the gate and the little uh, sign up above that tells, you know, what's leaving from that gate doesn't say shit about a flight to Rome. <laughs> Sorry, that runny nose. Anyway, so then in there, and I'm like, I'm not fucking going anywhere except to take a piss before I get on the plane. Because I'm not pissing on the plane. If you listen to Trapped at 30,000 Feet, which was my very first podcast, which I uh, reposted your enjoyment you'll know that i had an incident in a bathroom taking a piss where i almost got stuck with my pants down that, that one's worth looking up that was that that was entertaining why do i fly at all i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know uh, i don't know so turns out that's the thing there we go. We get on the flight. We? Yeah, we. It was. I don't mean like the royal we. Or third person. Speaking about Mike. Mike got on the plane. We, the, me and the other passengers, we got on the plane. And we jetted on over to Rome. So that was that. Now, I went from Rome and then down to Napoli. Um, and from Napoli, I was going to drive the Amalfi Coast. So I'm triple checking that. And um, kind of late in the game, don't know why I'm saying um so much, except I haven't done this in a while, and I'm not used to talking to people anymore since retirement. I don't have anyone to talk to. I just talk to you two. 
bring a friend along, one of you two, or maybe both. You could double my audience. God, I don't know if I could handle the pressure. Four people listening. Wow. Whew. Oh, now I'm just giddy thinking about that, those kind of numbers. So I'm looking at the car rental company and their rating on Google, which is the one you can pretty much believe because they, they um, you know, you go to the company rating on their site and it's fake shit. Google's pretty much the real deal because people go there when they're mad. <laughs> when they're mad, they'll go give them a Google review and man, these were the worst reviews I've ever seen. I think it was a 1.8 out of 5 stars. So I'm reading about it and reading about it and reading about it. And I went, man, I'm just, I, 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 I. And I knew that driving along the coast, the Amalfi Coast, I knew it was difficult. Twisty turny, which is could be fun, but very narrow roads with very crazy drivers, which could also be fun. And you really don't get to see much of the coast except for the occasional pull-off. So yeah, I was kind of pushing it anyway. So then I read these reviews, stuff like they looked the car over and then he went right to the front left bumper and looked underneath and said, oh, there's a scratch. That'll be 250 more euro, stuff like that. So, you know, they always know the scratch is there. Nobody ever knows the scratch is there because when you look your, your rental car over, you don't get on the fucking ground and roll a dolly underneath. Um, there was stuff like saying it would take up to two hours to get your car. And I was planning on picking the car up at 10.30, which means they had to have it back at 10.30 or you get charged for another day. If they're going to take an hour to check the fucking car in, and you're talking this is the day I'm flying out, so i got to drive up the Amalfi Coast for three and a half hours, drop the car off, and they had no early drop-off <laughs> to begin with. I looked at the whole thing that set this off now that I think about it. See, I try to block this shit out of my mind because... I'm all about positivity, man. Fuck you, I am. Fuck you. I'll be positive. The whole thing that set this thing off is I looked on Google Street View to see where this car place is. Because I assumed, stupidly, which I should have triple-checked before this whole fucking thing started, it was at the airport because that was the location I put in I wanted to pick it up at. It was at the airport, not at the airport. Basically, a vacant street with... Um, like warehouses. So that's not encouraging when you see that on Street View for the address you're supposed to drop your car off and pick it up at. Oh, it turns out you got to call them and they'll come pick you up at the airport. So since I want to drop the thing off so I can make it to the airport because I'd have to drop it off in Napoli and then from the airport I would have to take a train to the train station and then from the train station, take a train to Rome. And then in Rome, take a train to the airport there. See how this, yeah. You know what? Are you starting to think what I'm thinking? Fuck this. Fuck this. Get up at four in the morning on the beautiful Amalfi Coast to drive up and then deal with all this bullshit. So I canceled it. I said to hell with it. Uh, Sorrento is south of Napoli. You can take a train there for... Well, I bought a ticket to go there, even though I didn't go that far because the lady couldn't understand that I was saying Pompeii. So I said Sorrento. Sorrento, okay, yep. Eight euro, okay. If I would have just gotten my ticket to Pompeii or however you say it, it would have been three euro. Anyway, fuck it, eight euro. I'll just take the train. Fuck it. I'm not going to drive. Cancel this. Cancel that. Cancel my Airbnb on the Amalfi Coast. All good. I'll take the train. Go down to Sorrento. Wander around right there on the ocean with the mountain behind it. Fine. That's more my style anyway. Just wander around quick. Soak it up. And I even know where the train station... Oh my God. Napoli. There's two subway lines. They're owned by different companies. Yeah, kid you not. And then the train that runs to Pompeii. You know, where Vesuvius blew up and buried the place and all that. Pretty interesting. Pretty pretty fucking interesting. 
Um, that's a different one too. That's a whole different train line. So I actually know where that one is because I went to Pompeii the day before. So then I get down there and there's people sitting all over the place and there's a handwritten note up at the ticket window because you can't buy the tickets online and the, you don't have any... Jesus, what the hell's going on here? Just kick something, the chair's squeaking. Fuck. Um, they have no self-serve kiosks. You have to go and talk to someone who will be mad at you because you don't say Sorrento correctly. And I look and it says strike under the Italian word for strike. And I had, um, you know, caught wind that there's potential rail delays the day before, that there'd be potential rail delays. And guess what? Potentiality had been met. So there was a rail strike. So I couldn't take the train to Sorrento. And also the number one Metro line. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I first got there by train from to Napoli, and I go and I go to take the number one. Nope. At, for some reason, that was never explained. It was shut down at the, uh, at the station, at the uh, train station, the number one line. So I ended up taking the number two line and had no idea how to buy a ticket because I thought number one and number two were owned by the same company, but the number one, you can just use your credit card and tap in, tap out. Uh, the other one, you have to buy a ticket, but I, I didn't know that. I thought the same, and I just jumped on and went. So there's that. And it turned out on strike day, I walked all the way there and bought a ticket and went down, and it said something in Italian about this and that and the other. So I guess because that section of the rail was on strike, so then I walked... I just I said fuck it I'm just gonna walk, so I walked a half an hour to the other train station to get the train to Sorrento, Sorrento, which didn't run. You had enough yet? God damn! You know my brain has just gone to mush trying to, just trying to sort out all this shit that went wrong. Okay, but. Here's the thing. I haven't said that yet. That's the first time I haven't said that because I usually say that way too much. On the way back, everything worked out. <laughs> everything. Everything just worked out great. I couldn't believe it. And um, one of the things that worked out, I had seen Greenland before coming back from Amsterdam. I like looking out the window. Usually there's nothing I want to watch, so... I look out the window and I saw Greenland and this time I looked on the flight tracker thing and it said we're going over Greenland but it was cloudy really cloudy and then it wasn't cloudy so I got to see Greenland again and I got to see the Mackinac Bridge which connects the upper and lower peninsulas of Michigan and took a picture of it that became like a very 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 minor sensation uh, like 1,750 shares and 1,800 likes on a news website, which I thought would parlay into something like maybe one more listener here. <laughs> right? Those numbers don't mean shit these days. So anyway, coming back, I'm, I am watching a movie once it clouded up and uh, before Greenland. And it's House of Gucci. I mean, who doesn't want to, you know, have sex with Lady Gaga and or Adam Driver? Oh, someone's in a bad way. There goes an ambulance. And so I'm watching this movie. And Gucci was in Milan and I was in Milan. Uh, my previous trip, the one a week and a half before the last one I took. To Italy and there's the big shopping mall you think shopping mall no this is not a shopping mall this is like a grand shopping plaza with you know three four stories up with glass topped you can see pictures living large and hard on Instagram or Facebook you'll see pictures and then there's the Milan Cathedral which whew, that fucking place that was the only thing really worth seeing in Milan 
actually was the cathedral. But there, that is in the movie. So I'm a little, I'm a little jazzed. Didn't really care for the movie. It kept me interested enough that I didn't shut it off for two hours, 40 minutes. Well, I didn't watch the credits, so that's probably two hours. <laughs> I would imagine the credits went on forever. So then there's another part. I go, oh, 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 I see that house in the back. There's a part of Rome, and there's about four or five, maybe six cool houses. And they're up. Yeah, I think it took me 45 minutes to walk there from where I was staying. It's not it's not outside the city. Rome's big as fuck, but it's not anywhere near the big touristy areas. Not near all the Roman stuff. So I was up there, and I look, I go, God damn, they're in that little neighborhood. That's where they are. And then towards the end of the movie, Adam Driver gets his ass shot right where I was standing taking pictures in the uh, vestibule of, of this building that they made look like it was his house. So that was cool, huh? Look, it's, things are getting better because I'm coming back. Well, guess what? I'm going to make this like a continuation of this trip because I got back and I was going to head to uh, Michigan. I was going to head to Demitten, as I call it. So I got my usual ticket for Amtrak. And... I get there and we get on the train and I'm thinking, wow, they're letting us board early. Usually they just let you, it's like, fucking get on and we're going. So I got a great seat facing north so I can look at the lake and look at all the abandoned factories and the, and the factories that are still working, making steel and spewing shit in the air and all that kind of stuff. So I got a good seat with nice windowage. And we take off. We get five minutes out of the station, which would be when we cross the south branch of the Chicago River. And the lights go out. Emergency lights come on or stay on. And we hear bang, bang, bang. And we coast a bit. And nothing. This is Amtrak, folks. So far with Amtrak. Uh, any Anywhere in Indiana... You, you leave Illinois, you leave Chicago, and then basically you're in Indiana. All those tracks are owned by freight companies. So they have the right of way. So you have to wait until they say you can go. So coming or going, that's usually where you stop, waiting for freight to go. One time they couldn't even get the dispatcher. We're trying to get the dispatcher and see if we can get through here. We have to stop because they had a stoplight. They actually have stoplights. You'll see them if you look. They don't look like, you know, well, they, they kind of do. They do look like automotive ones. Anyway, so this is Amtrak, so something going wrong really, you know, is not unexpected. And nobody really is shocked when something goes wrong. So anyway, they get it started again. We Off we go again. Go about 10 minutes, and it dies again. So that's twice now this thing has died. Power goes out. There's a clang and a bang, and we coast. Then they say, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back, and we're going to get another engine. Now, all this is taking an inordinate, and I can do this. I can do this, because I can do it for you, inordinate amount of time. Everything. Nothing is like, oh, shit, it stopped. Guess what? We're going to fix this right away. Nah, that doesn't happen. You sit and you sit and you sit, and then they decide they're going to tell you what's going on. Then they think we're going to go back into the uh, Amtrak yard, not to the station, and we're going to get a new engine. Okay. So back we go. Clang, clang, bang, clang, bang, bang. You know, it's not, it's not going well. <laughs> and then we get back. And then, I don't know how long it takes, forever, about forever, and they get a new engine. And off we go. And this time, we make it all the way out of Chicago and into Indiana. And guess what happens? Yep, it dies. And uh, at this point, what you hear is laughter. 
because these are you know, we're Amtrak riders. This is what we this is what we expect to happen every time we're on Amtrak. And if it doesn't happen and we actually get there in a, in a decent amount of time, boy, that's just that's shocking. Not that something went wrong. So, sorry Amtrak riders, what we're going to do is we're going to take the engine on the back, because they have one at the front and one at the back that way, you know, when they pull it one way, they use that engine, and they go back the other way, they just use the other engine. So they take the back engine, and they say, we're going to go back to the station, and what we're going to do is get another engine, if they can find one, if they can find one. This is Amtrak. They don't have, you know, I guess they just don't have them laying around. I guess. Or we're going to get buses. Okay. Friday night. And now, see, we took off. It, we took off. We left at 4. This thing leaves at 4 and arrives in the mitten with a time change at 9. So at this point, what, what is it? Seven something. <laughs> it's been going on for three fucking hours. And they go, we're going to go back. So if you want to get off and then we'll let you know when to get back on this and that. Okay. So they take the back engine, they pull us in and they say, yeah, we're going to get another engine if we can find one or buses. Friday night, you're going to get three or four buses. Right. Well, we get back to Chicago, you know what I did? I did an Amalfi Coast. I said, fuck this. I'll just go tomorrow. So I got back here to the condo at the time, almost exactly at the time I would have been at my destination in Michigan. It was a little after nine, which with, you know, getting picked up and taken to where I was going would have been the same time. So... And then, uh, you know, you ask for a refund at the ticket thing. Oh, no, you got to call for a refund. And then the fine print, you look at the fine print online. No, there is no refund. You might get a voucher. So then I follow the, um, I make popcorn, get in my gym jams, you know, watch, watch some uh, television. And I'm following along. And uh, the train finally left. They, they found an engine. So two dead ones, but they, they had a third. So they found another engine and it left six hours and 41 minutes late. Oh, I felt for those people that couldn't just say fuck it. I felt pretty bad for them. I did. Um, and, they, and my stop wasn't even the last stop. I would have gotten in at whatever. Three, quarter to three, quarter after three, quarter to four, something like that. And then the next, the final stop is another three hours past that. God, can you imagine? You're supposed to leave at four in the afternoon. You get to the, on a four hour, four hour run or six hour run, I guess it would be seven. Something like that. Anyway, you know, it ends up being like 16 hours. Amtrak. So anyway, let's let's jump to the next day. I bought my ticket while I was still on the train for the next day. I go there. Uh, you never really know. There's lines. There's people lined up. And you just take it on faith that when you say, is this for the Blue Water? Is this for Lansing? Is this for Michigan? They go, And they say yes, that they know what the fuck they're talking about. Because not necessarily. Always a mess. So we get there, and I'm early because I saw that the train was almost sold out, and I wanted to get my nice seat. I wanted to get a nice window seat facing north at the at the lake. So I get there early for once, lined up, and it's four. It's twenty minutes to four. There's no train. I can see it. It's right there in front, gate E, track twenty. Ain't no train. So then someone comes and goes, Blue water this way, blue water, blue water this way, train 364 this way, this way, this way. 
And they come, and without telling us why, they take us to the Hiawatha Lounge. Which, for Amtrak, is pretty fucking upscale. But it wasn't that nice. And they don't even tell us why. And we just sit there. <laughs> we just sit there. And we sit there. And then someone finally comes on and says, Amtrak passengers Blue Water, I'm we're sorry, but due to mechanical difficulties, your train has been delayed. We don't know when it will be arriving. Now there's this rumor swirling that it's 5.30 is, it, is when it's going to go. But uh, that was just something they put on the app, which has absolutely no bearing on reality. When we came back after the two dead engines, we were told the day before, the day before when they had the two dead engines, they said it might be 45 minutes. But they weren't sure. And it was another three hours plus. So I said, fuck it. I canceled my ticket, got my refund instantly, which I was really shocked by. Really, really shocked by. Um, and the next day was sold out. And then the time frame for me to actually go and then come back here to Chicago to leave to go to the Canary Islands, which is tomorrow, just it wasn't worth it. I'd be getting off the train going to bed, getting up the next day and getting on a train. So what's the point of that? None. Thank you, Amtrak. So I spent some time just hanging out. I was talking to this cool guy, uh, MSU student, and we were talking about music and travel. And I fucked up because we talked about Nick Cave so if you talk about music and you're talking to me, you're going you're gonna to hear about Nick Cave. We're going to discuss that. And he knew Nick Cave. And uh, he said he wanted to go, this guy said he wanted to go to Switzerland because that's where there's a large particle accelerator. And I said, yes, the Large Hadron Collider. And he said, yes, you're right. And I said, I am going to Switzerland. Not going anywhere near that motherfucker because I don't care. But the next day, when I awoke, rather fresh actually, um, I realized I screwed up. I could have tied it all together like I do here on this podcast for both of you. I muffed it. This guy knew who Nick Cave was, and he also knew about particle accelerators and the Large Hadron Collider. Nick Cave has a song called Higgs Boson Blues. Huh? What do you think of that? That's a, an elusive subatomic particle that was found in a uh, one of those big particle accelerators. So I could have tied it all together, and I didn't. But let me say this. I'm tying it all together for you right now. Thanks for listening. This has been a rather rambling one, but God damn, I had to get it off my chest. Because it's a lot of fucked up stuff that happened in the last, has it been a week? I don't think so. How long ago did this happen? Hold on, I'm going to look, I'm gonna look at the calendar here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been less than a week. It's been like a matter of days, so I'm still seething over it all. Nah. I'm over it. When it goes wrong, it goes wrong. And you get through it, and then the next time something goes wrong, it's probably not going to be as bad. I mean, unless it's Amtrak. <laughs> There's, there was another time on Amtrak. We were just getting ready, picking up speed through the, uh, through the rail yard, the freight yard in Indiana. And they hit the brakes pretty damn hard. Way harder than... For the stopping for freight thing, because that's they know they have to do that, so they don't really just reef on the brakes to do that. What was that problem, you ask? Oh, there's a dead car on the tracks. Didn't it, it wasn't one of those situations where they were, you know, across the tracks. It didn't seem. It just seemed like the car died on the tracks. So I was looking out the window. I could see the cops show up. Then like three tow trucks come. 
and then they haul it away. When they hauled it away, there was no, didn't put the flashers on the car. So I'm guessing it just completely conked out in a very inopportune place. And then coming back on that trip, we had to stop and wait for someone from Amtrak to come fix a brake line. Why? Clobbered a deer, splashed Bambi, broke a brake line. It just doesn't stop with Amtrak. America's Railroad. So thanks for listening. Uh, next one of these won't be a bitch session unless it's an asshole rant. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know. I got some things percolating in the old melon, but I'm off um, as of tomorrow for a little break. Like a vacation. Usually on these vacations, I'm so busy running around and uh, doing stuff for Instagram and Facebook, living large and hard and shooting cinema footage and things like that that I really don't unlax. But go on the Canary Islands, I'm going to unlax, I'm pretty sure. Half of it's down at the beach, off there off the coast of Africa, and then the other half's up on, uh, they're all volcanic mountains, so it's up on a mountain. So I got half beach, half mountain. And um, I might be taking some, just say hypothetically, some recreational drugs, maybe some uh, mushrooms, maybe, hypothetically. Don't hold me to it. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, keep living large and keep no, I'm living large and hard. You probably aren't. Keep listening large and hard. Bye now. Thank you for having nothing better to do than waste your time with me here at Living Large and Hard. And now back to your quotidian existence. <laughs>